I just read about a woman who makes $12 million a year cleaning up murder scenes and meth labs, and she's turning it all into a show on TikTok. Her name is Laura Spaulding, and she runs Spaulding Decon, a company that cleans up gory crime scenes, makes a whole lot of money doing it. I'm going to tell you all about that right now. Before we get to it, if you're new here, my name is John Davids. I've helped my clients make over $200 million working with my growth agencies. You can learn all about that at johndavids.com. And while you're there, make sure you get on my email list. I got my new book coming out in 2024. Get on the list to hear about it early, get an early copy. And of course, if you like content like this, the best business insight, marketing playbooks, and growth plans for entrepreneurs right up to Fortune 500 executives, make sure to subscribe on YouTube, leave a rating or review, wherever you're listening to this on the podcast feed, Spotify, Apple, wherever it is, and leave a comment on YouTube. I will get back to you. And now let's get to the show. You're listening to Making It with John Davids. All right, guys. So today we are talking about Laura Spaulding, a genius, in my opinion. You're going to see why in a second. Spaulding Decon is the company. Let's rewind 20 years. Laura is a cop responding to a 911 emergency call. There's been a murder. The police are investigating. Laura's on the scene. And someone on the scene asks Laura when the police are going to be coming to clean up the crime scene. It's messy, it's bloody, it's gory. When are the cops going to send someone, the cleanup crew in, to clean this place up? Laura's answer, the police don't do that. The police don't send anybody in to clean up crime scenes. In fact, they don't even recommend someone who can do that. That's 100% on the property owner. If you're in a residential space or a commercial space, it's on you to get your place cleaned up. Even as the words were coming out of her mouth, Laura knew that this was nuts. There's got to be a better way than putting it on the property owner to clean up a crime scene. And she's got an idea, a killer idea, a crime scene cleanup service. So she's got the bug. She's got the entrepreneurial bug to get clients early on. Laura targets hotels. So think about it. Hotels have a lot of guests in there. And with all those people under one roof, bad stuff is bound to happen. It happens all the time. Typically, when a hotel has a crime scene or someone dies on site, they'll call in a normal cleanup crew to get the job done, any kind of janitorial crew. The problem is those guys don't really want to clean up crime scenes. It's very different to clean a shower drain, get the hair out of a drain, versus scrubbing blood stains, for example, out of a, a rug or a carpet, right? Like, you don't want to do that. So Laura quickly starts to pitch these people. This is her specialty. We clean up crime scenes for you. And she's picking up clients left, right, and center. People are loving the marketing pitch, the marketing angle. She also went after, in addition to hotel complexes, apartment buildings, condominiums, shopping centers, anywhere where a lot of people are gathering under one roof. That was the market that she targeted. Super important. I'm going to come back to that at the end when I share my thoughts. You're going to see why that was such an important part of the go-to market strategy. So in early 2013, Laura decides that she wants to educate the public on what she's doing, right? Because it's a mystery, it's messy, but it's also kind of interesting. So she hires a camera crew to follow her around. They start throwing the videos up on YouTube, the crime scenes, the cleanup, what do they encounter when they're on scene? How do they deal with this and that and all kinds of gory stuff on the scene? 
They throw the videos up on YouTube, and within a few months, she's got 100,000 subscribers. Now, fast forward to today, if you go to Spalding Decon's YouTube channel, that's actually 1.3 million subscribers. They've also got 4.5 million followers on TikTok. They've got 710,000 followers on Instagram. People absolutely love these crime scenes. They love watching it all happen, especially when they're getting cleaned up right? There's a certain amount of satisfaction, a lot of interest, a lot of intrigue. More importantly, all this social hype drives millions and millions of dollars in annual revenue. I heard Laura on a podcast a little while ago. I think she said something like two and a half or three million dollars a year, at least this was like a year and a half ago, actually comes in through the social media feeds. So that's pretty cool. That's pretty good business. If you guys want to check them out on social media, on Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok, the handle is Crime Scene Cleaning. The content is really cool. If you like that kind of stuff, go ahead and check it out. So this is kind of a wild business story because it's a very interesting and quirky business, Crime Scene Cleanup, but there's a few interesting things that are happening here. I want to point them out right now. So Laura launched this company using her specialized knowledge as a cop. She saw a clear market gap in a lucrative niche. When entrepreneurs come to me and they talk about what business should I get into, it's always about getting into a business where you have an unfair advantage in some way. Maybe you know something about the market that other people don't know. Maybe you have experience. You worked as a kid at a certain job, so you know what it's like. You know what it's like to work at a fast food restaurant. You know what it's like to work at an automotive repair shop. You know what it's like to do home repair, plumbing, engineering, cleaning, electrician work, right? All that kind of stuff where you have an unfair advantage, super important. It's also super important that you have a really good understanding of the target customer. You know, if you are a person who loves knitting, or you're a person who has a background in farming, you have a background not only in the activity and the product and service, but in the mindset of the customer. And Laura, working as a police officer, understanding what it's like to be on the scene of a crime, Laura had an unfair advantage there as well. Quick break so I can tell you about DemandScope. DemandScope is a performance marketing agency that helps you acquire new customers, keep them hooked, and scale profitably. Google ads, Instagram ads, TikTok ads, landing pages, email, and more. There are so many ways to get customers today, but if you're not doing it right, you'll end up blowing a whole bunch of money. And that's why I launched DemandScope. We're here to make sure you're doing it right. Get more customers today and scale effectively. Learn more at demandscope.co. That's demandscope.co. The other thing that Laura had was an unfair advantage in the understanding of this market need. Not a lot of people know, A, that the cops don't send a cleaning crew when there's a crime scene on, you know, on site. I didn't know that. I'm guessing a lot of people don't know that. Also, the fact that there's no readily available company to call, at least there wasn't back 20 years ago when she started this company. And so here you have really, really clear market gaps, an asymmetrical distribution of knowledge, if you want to put it fancy, right? Knowledge asymmetry. 
These people don't know this thing, and that clear barrier creates an opportunity for the people who know to launch something, to do something, right? It's no different if you're like a stock picker, you run a hedge fund, and you know something about a certain company, you place a bet, and then that $10 million investment turns into $30 million. That's playing the same game pretty much as being an entrepreneur and having an unfair advantage. So if you are someone who's in the early stages of starting a business or thinking about a business that you want to start, Going with where you have an unfair advantage, a knowledge advantage that other people don't have in the action, in the market gap, or in the mind of the customer, or preferably all three, that puts you in a really good position. Laura had all three. Then, and this is probably my favorite part of the story, she wedged herself into a high need segment of that market, hotels not trying to serve everyone, but drilling down to the most needy customer, right? The customer who's bleeding from the neck. That's an expression I love. You want a customer who is bleeding from the neck and you're selling bandages that can patch up their neck. That's who you want. You don't want somebody, another way to say this, I've heard people say, you know, you want to be selling painkillers, not vitamins. Vitamins are nice to take, they're nice to have, they're, they're proactive, but you want something that's reactive. You want something where someone is in desperate, dire pain and you've got the only painkiller, right? You've got the only remedy that's gonna put them out of their misery. That's what you wanna sell. And to understand how she did it, she thought, where are the most people going where crime is happening and under one roof. It's one person's responsibility not to take care of a crime that may or may not happen now or in the future, but probably a crime is gonna happen every day, every week, every quarter, every month, every year, right? It's happening a lot, unfortunately. And by the way, I'm guessing this is like not just crimes, but people die in certain places, have a slip and fall, and you know, there's blood, whatever it is. The other thing, by the way, that she got into as the business expanded, was things like uh, cleaning up meth labs, cleaning up places that have essentially toxic environments where you need special cleanup crews. But really just thinking about the hotels and hotels and apartment complexes and shopping centers. She didn't try to blanket a neighborhood 500 houses and say, hey, if anybody has a crime scene, call us. Because what are the chances of that house in that neighborhood having a crime scene where they have to call the crime scene cleanup crew? Probably pretty slim, right? Maybe she would hand out 500, 1,000 pamphlets and get one phone call seven months from now. Or she focuses on the hotel where they've got a bleeding from the neck situation. When there's a crime scene happening there, literally bleeding from the neck, unfortunately, you need to get that place cleaned up because you got to rent that hotel room back out. That's lost money. That's lost revenue. So what do you do? You market to them. When you're thinking about your go-to market strategy, who is the customer you can target who is bleeding from the neck, who is in dire, desperate pain? You want the addict that needs your medication that you're selling. Not literally, of course. I'm not saying you should do that. But you want to be selling something where it is a painkiller, not a vitamin where you are targeting somebody who absolutely needs your service, especially in the early days, right? Think about it around the edges. So you don't want to target the mainstream. You don't want to target everybody in the middle. You want people on the bleeding edge, all right? And next, of course, she cranked up the volume on social media, turning her day job into a made-for-TikTok drama. This is really cool. And this is, you know, the classic Gary V line, document, don't create. 
Think about documenting what you're already doing instead of making content that is specially made for that event. Now, I'm not saying you shouldn't make content. I make content. I love making content, but I also do a lot of documenting. And when you're thinking about it, if you don't have a lot of capacity to make stuff outside of your day job, or more importantly, if your day job is interesting enough that other people would want to see it, and I got to tell you, in so many cases, that is the reality. You know, if you're running a flower shop, an ice cream shop, a restaurant, a crime scene cleaning company, a gym, right? Anything where there's stuff happening behind the scenes, you know, cruise ships will charge money for people to take tours of the ship. Think about that. People are working on the ship and the ship is charging money, $200,000, $500,000 for you to get a backstage look at the ship and how it all works. People are super interested in how stuff works, especially if they don't get to see those things every day. So Laura realized this and went with the document don't create strategy. And here she was filming everything that she was doing, which let's face it, is super interesting in kind of a sick, demented way. But hey, we all have the things we like. And she went ahead and turned that into a made-for-TikTok drama. So the promotional channel, check. The go-to-market strategy, check. The asymmetrical knowledge. Laura knows something that you don't. Laura knows something that I don't. And she pounced on it. That is entrepreneurial action. And I love it. This is a dirty business with brilliant execution and killer marketing. Check him out, guys. Spalding Decon. Kudos to Laura Spalding. $12 million a year cleaning up murders. I love it. I want to know what you guys think. Leave a comment on the YouTube. Leave a rating and a review. Apple, Spotify, wherever you're listening to it. And make sure to get on my email list at johndavids.com. I will talk to you guys next time.